You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on? What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show. It's not technically the post-game show yet. A couple more days. A couple more days, Mafia. And then I'm going to be up really, really late with all of you guys on a Thursday night and have to work Friday morning. <laughs> I digress. Welcome, and thank you for tuning into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. That address again at picassospizza.net. This intro is really long. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the voice of the overreaction Buffalo post-game show soon to be sports show right now my name is joe miller you can find me as i said on twitter maybe i didn't say it yet on twitter at joe miller wired if you so choose to find me there please do welcome it's so good to have you please do me a favor like and subscribe whatever platform you are consuming this program on whether it's a podcast on spotify or a podcast on apple uh, podcasts or on Google Play, or if you're watching it live now on Facebook or you're watching me live on YouTube, subscribe and hit the little bell on YouTube specifically, because if you hit the little bell, what's going to happen is, is you're going to get notified. But before we get this show, sorry, notified every time Rumblings does a program, that's important. Probably should have followed that up. You're going to get notified of what? <laughs> you can tell me my mail's here. What are you notifying me of, Joe? You'll be notified every time uh, if you hit the bell on YouTube that every time a show is going to is going to go live. But yes, anyways, I apologize for that. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little anxious. I'm a little. I've got some anticipation. I just put in the comment section a little bit ago that I got butterflies. I've got butterflies. There's a whole bunch of people up in the room. Robbie's in the room. Karen's in the room. Thomas is in the room. The pullout king is back. What's up, my dude? Richard Rush, EB. Who I see, Xavier's in here. Uh, did I say Karen already? Jason Humbert's in the room. All the usual suspects. Appreciate having all of you guys with us. Let's do this. Let's take care of business first thing. And uh, let's hear from our title sponsor of this show, John Spascheck himself, the market dominator. Hello, Buffalo football family. I am the market dominator, John Spascheck. And I am also the proud sponsor of the Overreaction podcast, hosted by my good friend, Joe Miller. 
And one of the reasons why I like partnering with Joe is because of his excellence. We take the same approach in real estate. And folks, if you're out there trying to compete in this super competitive market, you're going to need somebody to represent you using the most cutting edge technologies and tools and the artificial intelligence that is available to us to help you win. So just as our beloved football team is out there competing and winning week in and week out, we want to do the same for you. So reach out to us directly, 716-570-3298. We will answer. Go Bills. Go Bills. Make sure you do me a favor. Call John if you're in the market to buy or sell a home. 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. Make sure you tell him the voice sent you. Well, it's official, Bills Mafia. It is official. It's a game week. Real football is looming large. And not only is real football looming large, we are in the unique, rarefied air for Buffalo Bills fans of being the only game that's going to be on TV in the NFL for the NFL until Sunday. Normally, we're waiting, right? There's games. There's pomp and circumstance there's stuff going on the nfl network is talking about this team and that team and they're talking about all these other people and all these other players and all these other teams preparation for thursday first game of the season goes down bills fans are excited because we love football we're not your everyday average football fan Maybe we catch most of that Thursday game. Maybe we don't. And then we got to like press and wait through the weekend until one o'clock on Sunday. And then finally we get a football game. Not this year. Not this year. This year we are flying solo. We are the first game on the NFL slate. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe how far we have come. Hashtag wildest dreams land. Should be populating the chat. Right about now, hashtag wildest dreams land. It's unbelievable. If you were to, it's just, I, I just don't even, I don't even know where to go from here. Other than to tell you that I spent the last week, some of you have asked me in the comment section, spent the last week at the beach, North Myrtle Beach, getting our final moments of the 2022 summer in with my beautiful two daughters and my wonderful wife. I hope you didn't do it, fam. I hope that you did not wish your summer away in anticipation for this Buffalo Bills football season. I'm going to tell you I did not I was a very I was a good boy. I was a good boy this summer. Um I'm actually a little bit upset that it's leaving us. I'm 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 upset that the end of summer is what a week and a half, 2 weeks away. I'm upset that school is about to start. I'm incredibly excited for football season. But summer is going to go bye-bye soon. We're going to be in hoodies and then I'm going to be breaking out the snowblower and yeah, just it's all downhill from there. The beach was wonderful. We had a wonderful time as a family. We uh we went back to Myrtle Beach, uh North Myrtle Beach. We've been going that was the first place we ever vacationed as a family. McKenna was 3 at the time and Addison I think was 6 months old. Uh we've gone there more more times than we've gone any place else. However, we have not been there since 2019 just due to the fact that it's a long drive from Buffalo. When we lived in Columbus, Ohio, it was a nine and a half hour drive. It was kind of easy to do. 12 and a half, 12 is a lot. That's a long time in a car, like a long time. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm ashamed, but not ashamed to admit that at my age, 49, being in a car for 12 hours makes my feet swell. <laughs> so here we are. 
Like that, that's the that's the position I'm in as 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 an old man, a dad. When I'm in the car for that long, my feet tend to swell. So I I don't like it. I'd rather fly. If I'm going to spend that kind of money and that kind of time traveling or whatever, put me on a plane, fly me to Mexico, and uh, let's just uh, get down to business with some all-inclusive and free margaritas. <laughs> Can I get an amen up in here on the podcast? But uh, so, yeah, so so it's good to be back in the seat. Like I said, I'm, I'm super excited, super anxious for the summer to get, or the I should say the season to get underway. I'm going to be honest. Um even with the, the the disconnect or the potential disconnect, there was a degree of difficulty around it uh, for this vacation for obvious reasons. You know, we, the issue with the former punter, uh, whose name shall not be mentioned ever again on this show, uh, cut down day, clearly building the practice squad and who's going to be where and how. Uh, we had a Buffalo Rumblings fantasy draft, so I had some distractions in there, but we did it. We got through it. Uh, we disconnected. It was great. We're home. We're here. It's game week. I'm here. You're here. And whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now, let me just say one more time. Welcome. We are, before we get into this, Super Chat Live. So we are recording a podcast on this show live with a studio audience, sort of. If you want to get my attention, if you want to ask me a question, if you've got a comment, please do me a favor. Jump over to YouTube, super chat me, and it will glow on my screen, and I will not be able to ignore it, and I'll read it, and you and I will converse. Anticipation. Anticipation, Bills Mafia. Anticipation and expectation. Anticipation. And expectation. These are two very different words, although I think sometimes we entangle them as fans. Anticipation via the dictionary. The action of anticipating something, expectation or prediction. Right? So anticipation is different than expectation, but there's a measure of expectation in anticipation. Expectation, the definition of expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Anticipation and expectation. A game this big, no doubt, on this size of a stage, for this football team, every single, just about at least, I believe, every single player that was interviewed today, Sunday, before or after practice, reference the fact that they're going to hang their banner, the, the the Super Bowl champion banner. The Rams are going to hang their banner. They're going to fly that banner while the Bills are effectively probably on the field, right? That's something you do right before the game starts because you want all the fans in the stadium. You just can't get away from a game this big. You can't get away from the brightness of these lights. And if you allow the situation, if you allow the moment, if you allow the things, the, the surrounding, the fans, if you allow the banner flying, if you allow the unbelievableness that is SoFi Stadium, if you allow who is across the field from you in Aaron Donald, if you allow all of these things to begin to consume you, if you allow your 
anticipation to grow. This game can get away from you rather quickly. The Bills are going to have to control their emotions. Not only in the game, but as Micah Hyde said today during his interview, as he has one of the few players that have actually played in one of these games, one of these first games of the season when he was with the Packers, you actually have to control your emotions through the week leading up to it as well, which means Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the flight, right? All that stuff. If the anticipation gets too high, it will undoubtedly, you can, you can count on it affecting the way you play, whether it's due to the moment, whether it's due to the anticipation and you're not sleeping well, not preparing properly, all of those things, right? However, it's important to note, even for us as fans, that expectations can remain high even while you're trying to quell anticipation. Your expectation could even be over the top, which I believe it is for all of Bill's Mafia. Unless you're one of those rogue people that like to be negative about everything or a rogue beat reporter that likes to be negative about everything. The reason your expectations can be over the top and be high is because it's about the future. Anticipation is about the now, whereas expectation is about the future and what could be, what will be, what should be, what has the potential to be. This football game, in my opinion, is the perfect, 100% perfect precursor to this season for the Buffalo Bills. The anticipation of this game is wildly similar to the expectations we have collectively that we have for this football team, that this football team has, that the media has for this team for this whole entire season. Will this one game define the season? No. Will it be a big part of the story of this season and its outcome? I think yes. We have our first super chat from my guy, David Thorpe, Saxon Dave on Twitter, one of my favorite folks all the way across the pond in Europe. Coming to Buffalo for the Steelers game, Mr. Miller. Hope to see you finally. Oh, wait a time. Hold it. Hold it. You just said that you're coming to the Steelers game, David Thorpe, and you hope to finally see me. Uh, anticipation is now through the roof. Expectation is also through the roof. Bro, we're we're about to, we're about to throw down, dude. We're, like we are definitely going to see each other. We're going to hang out for some time, and it'll be more than just that game day. You and I are going to be spending some time together. Seventeen to nothing, Super Bowl champs incoming. Go Bills, bro! I can't wait to see you. Thanks for the super chat, dude. Thanks for the warning. Thanks for the awesome message. Thanks for letting me know you're coming in. There's a whole bunch of us. Like if you if you're gonna make it to the Steelers game and you've been hanging around this chat and this show for any length of time, make sure you get wherever Dave's going to be. Because <laughs> it's going to be, we're going to be having some fun. We're going to be having some fun. We're going to have to get some chicken wings. 
We're going to have to get some beers. We're going to have to get some tequila. Watch a football game. Hang out together, bro. Can't wait. Absolutely can't wait, dude. I'm super excited you're coming. This is something, for those of you that don't know, Dave and I have been talking uh, for since last year. He was trying to come to the home opener last year against the Steelers, and it didn't work out because of all the COVID rules and stipulations and, and things like that. Uh, oh, my gosh. He says he's going to be here for the whole week. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I got to work, bro. That's all I got to tell you. Like, I, I got to work some of that time. So, but uh, we'll have to figure something out. So, I'll, uh, <laughs> lots of chicken wings. Oh, it's hysterical. Um, but he was trying to come last year and it didn't work because nobody from overseas could fly into the country. Only, I believe it was still that only American citizens could come into the country, but I could be wrong about that. I know he was having trouble getting in, but super, super excited to hear you're coming. We're going to hang out. It's going to be great. It's going to be absolutely great. So getting back to this conversation about anticipation and expectation. So what if the Bills win? What if what if what if we win this football game? Do we just what if the, what if the Bills come out and utterly dominate the Rams? Like just punch a mud like a stomp a mud hole in them. Do we just hand them the trophy right now? Is it like burp? There's a trophy. You guys just won the Super Bowl. Of course not. What if they lose on Thursday? It's not outside the realm of possibility. I mean, we we have to probably expect, as, an, as expectations go, that we're not going to win every game of the season. This very well could be one of those games that we don't win. Is the season over? Conversely, is the season over if we lose? Of course not. I would tell you that how this game goes will, as I said before, tell part of the story of who this team is. But just like the Buffalo Bills team that we saw against the Jags, which, by the way, I was in Mexico at the time, so I didn't see that football team. I didn't see that football game. Thank God I didn't do a show after that game. Just as that Bills team that we saw against the Jags last year, the Jaguars last year, that was not the Buffalo Bills through the entire season. And just like the Bills team that we saw against the Patriots in the playoffs was also not that same team throughout the season. It tells part of the story. It tells part of the story of who they are. Both, both of those teams are in there, right? So there's things that you're going to be able to correct. There's things that you're, you're going to be able to do better, both in a win and a loss. There's things that are going to go well. There's things that are going to go probably not well. I don't want to say bad. There's plays that are going to work. There's plays that aren't going to work. There's defenses that are going to go good, and sometimes you're going to have the wrong defense out there, and you're going to get burnt. Regardless of the outcome, regardless of the anticipation that we all have for this football game, the expectation, in my opinion, doesn't change win or lose. As I'm sitting here watching NFL Network, and they're literally talking about <laughs> right now headlining this this football game for Thursday night. I have anticipation that this team will play well and win. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not going to do a prediction on this show. John Fina and I are going to do a prediction show tomorrow. 
on the off tackle with John Fina show. We're going we're to do a prediction of the uh, a schedule prediction for the entire season. He's going to have his. I'm going to have mine. Make sure you tune in for that. Eight o'clock p.m. live tomorrow on the on Monday on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. It will also drop as a podcast on Tuesday. I have anticipation that this this team literally could win every game they play. I have an I have an anticipation, and we'll go into every game as though we can win every football game we play. Regardless of how those games go, my expectation, however, is that there's a Super Bowl in the future for this football team. 100% a Super Bowl in the future for this team. Real quick, let's talk about the Western New York Beer Trail. Hey, Bill's Mafia. We all know Buffalo is a drinking town with a football problem. And just like Allen to Diggs in a touchdown pass, I have the perfect pass for you. The trail pass, that is. The Western New York Beer Trail and the 2022 Trail Pass is your passport to a great to great local craft beer and other craft beverages in Western New York. When you purchase and use a trail pass, you can get two half-priced beers at 42 different area breweries. That's a lot. Bottle shops and pubs, including a meadery, cider works, and a distillery. And, oh, by the way, you score over $350 of savings inside the pass. Just like the Bills-Patriots playoff game that I was just referencing, you score every time you use it. The 2022 trail pass is now is good now through the end of uh, I'm sorry through the end of the year and is available along with other beer trail items at the website www.wnybeertrail.com. Click on the shop tab, you'll find everything you need and possibly want. They can also be found at the Totally Buffalo store in Amherst, the Orchard uh in the Orchard Park rather, Buffalo Gift Emporium in Tonawanda and at the One-Eyed Cat Brewing in Williamsville. We at Western New York Beer Trail are proud to support everything local, craft beer, small business, local charities, podcasts like mine. Watch out for our meetups and fundraising events along the way as well. Western New York Beer Trail, drink local, support local. We'll see you on the trail. Make sure you do me a favor. Go get your beer trail tickets as soon as you possibly can. Getting back to my notes. I don't even know. I don't even I don't even know how to feel or think about this this <laughs> this Thursday. I feel like the rest I feel like all of you guys are with me on this. But let's do the best we can just to kind of take a look at this game kind of coming up. Right? So let's take let's let's just dive into these two teams a little bit. I'm going to give you just kind of some of my thoughts, some of my feelings. I'm going to I'm going to talk about just some key matchups to look at. The Buffalo Bills enter this football game very much healthy with the exception of Trey. And if you have not heard yet, Trey is on a four-week pup list. He cannot practice at all with the pup, physically unable to play. Sorry, for those of you that don't know what that means, physically unable to play. He cannot practice at all with the team. He can do all of his rehab stuff. He can do all of his like exercises and things that we saw him doing in camp. However, he cannot practice. Expect him to be back week eight, in my opinion, and that opinion is shared by Joe Marino as well. So he's going to have to practice, right? And if there's a window of opportunity in any of our kind of opinions, and we very much could be wrong, if he cannot play, if he cannot practice, I should say, in the next four weeks, 
there's no way that he's going into week five, right, without having practiced at all. He's going to have to practice. He's going to have to get his game legs underneath him. It seems like that window, that good window, is to put him on the active roster week five. He can practice with the team week five, week six. Week seven is a is a bye week. And then we can see him week eight after the bye. So that's kind of like the expectation that I kind of have for Trey. Like I said, I heard Joe Marino talk about it. We were, I was like, holy crap, that's exactly what I think. By the way, if you're not listening to Joe Marino, you probably should. You probably should. I don't know that he ever. <laughs> I don't know that he ever. Uh, what's the word? Drops information about my show on his show. But I, I love Joe Marino. So oh, and go buy his book too. <laughs> while you're at it, it's got John, John Fita's butt on the cover. If you, if you have a hard time finding it, look for John Fita's butt on the on the front of a book. That's Joe Marino's book. Sorry, Joe. I'm just giving you a hard time. I think you know that. The only the only players not practicing uh, in practice on Sunday were Tommy Doyle and Quentin Morris, which means Jordan Poyer is expected to play. And it was also confirmed on Sunday by Coach McDermott in his presser that that there the expectation is there that Poyer will play. Isaiah McKenzie also was a full participant, as was Tim Settle. Both of those are obviously huge for very different reasons. McKenzie is huge because he has become and is becoming a very electric part of this offense. He is also the primary kick returner. Tim Settle, on the other hand, is a big part of that defensive rotation on the defensive line. And there's a, I you want to talk about an anticipation and an expectation. I have a ton of it for Tim Settle. To me, the the overhaul that the Buffalo Bills did on this defensive line is going to pay huge dividends. Huge, huge dividends. I'm, I'm beyond excited to have jettisoned Vernon Butler. I'm beyond excited to have jettisoned uh, Mario Addison. Like like these guys, I don't know. I don't even know what they were doing on the roster last year. I'm excited, beyond excited to see the growth in Greg Rousseau, to see the growth in uh, Boogie Basham, to see A.J. Epinesa and his growth as well. Beyond excited. The offensive line, it appears to be solidified with the, with the release of the most recent depth chart. I believe that possibly was Saturday as per, I was one that was actually kind of like bringing the bell to, did did Spencer Brown lose his starting position? Because we see him at number two. He's taking second team reps. It wasn't even a situation where he was playing. The last preseason game against the Panthers, they didn't play. The Bills didn't play their starters. Spencer Brown played, and he played with the second team. Which just put it crept a little doubt in me that he was going to be the starting right tackle. Well, advance one week, and it looks like the starting offensive line for the Buffalo Bills is not only solid, but this is what it's going to be: Deion Dawkins, left tackle; Roger Saffold, left guard; Mitch Morse, no, no real surprise at center; Ryan Bates at right guard, and Spencer Brown at right tackle. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a whole lot. Now, when you look at these these two teams and just kind of some of their past meetings, or at least the last meeting, we all remember the Bills played the Rams two years ago in a fanless stadium, right? They jumped out to a 28-3 lead only to find themselves down in the second half, having to crawl back and win it with a game-winning touchdown from Allen to Tyler Croft in the waning seconds of that football game. That was the uh, 
the, the game where I, I, it was either third down or fourth down in like 22 or 18 and Allen hit Beasley right over the middle of the field. It was ridiculous. It was almost, that was almost the moment where you were, if you were not convinced before that was the throw where you were like, uh, this kid's different. <laughs> if you had not, if all of the stuff that Allen had done, the Cowboys game, the Vikings game, hurtling guys, diving for the end zone, earlier in the 2020 season, whatever, if if you were not convinced before that Rams game, before that throw in the Rams game, that was the throw where you were like, oh, <laughs> we have something. Houston, you have a problem because the Buffalo Bills have a quarterback. <laughs> these teams are very similar. If you look at these two teams, they're great teams. They're, they're very good. Obviously, the, the Rams are the reigning world champions and the bills were expected to be there last year. And the expectations for them to be there this year, two great teams that are actually still very similar to who they were in 2020. Some of the bigger differences for the Rams, Matthew Stafford, obviously is now their quarterback. He was last year, <laughs> considerable upgrade to Jared Goff. Not that Jared Goff, I know a lot of people like to, to pan Jared Goff. I'm not here to tell you, that Jared Goff is bad. I would just say that he is not as dynamic as Matthew Stafford. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Robert Woods is gone. Former Buffalo Bill wide receiver Robert Woods has moved on, I believe, to the Titans. Bobby Wagner is now on that defense, and he is a force to deal with. And obviously, Jalen is still Jalen, and I'm sure that somebody is going to ask him, Jalen, do you still think that Josh Allen is trash maybe we won't maybe we we won't get that highlight maybe we will for the buffalo bills how are they different well obviously von miller makes a huge difference that's actually one way that the rams are different even though they were they didn't have von miller in 2020 they were different they're different now without von the bills have von miller that's a huge difference for this football team i heard I don't remember what I was watching, but I was listening to something. And they were actually talking about Vaughn Miller taking double teams, which was freeing up Aaron Donald. Which I had not heard before. Because normally you expect Aaron Donald to receive all the extra attention, which is going to free up a guy like Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller makes an enormous difference on this football team. The anticipation and expectation that I have just for that guy and we're going to talk about him a little bit more here in a minute because in his presser today, I loved a, con a, a, a an answer, a response to a question that he had. But getting to back to how the Bills are the same, Josh Allen, still the quarterback of this football team, but he's two years older, two years wiser. Well, why does that matter, Joe? Well, let's talk about the fact that it was expected. It was not expected. It was reported, rumored. It was calculated that Josh Allen was, what, 10,000 passes, 10,000 throws behind the likes of Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. And that, that was a big, like, there was a huge learning gap that he had. So those two years that Josh has been playing makes a big difference in who he is as a quarterback. Obviously, the emergence of Gabriel Davis 
the addition of James Cook. And I'll be honest with, I've said, I've said, I've said I'll be honest a lot. I, it's going to be interesting to me. I'm intrigued to see how the Bills are going to use James Cook specifically in this game. Who are we going to get? Are we going to get Singletary, Moss, Cook, and Taiwan Jones? Are we going to get one of those guys in the middle being a healthy scratch? So would we get, what, Singletary, Moss, Taiwan? Taiwan Jones is playing in this football game. So it comes down to those other three. So which of the of the back two, Moss and Cook, are we going to get? Are we going to get a both? Or are we going to get one of them? On the depth chart right now, Zach Moss is the number two running back. He brings a very different style, obviously, than James Cook. I'm not telling any of you anything that you don't know. But it will be interesting to see because James Cook provides and proves to be a bit of a mismatch. He brings a different level of problem to any defense that he's going to play. Now, what have we seen the Bills do? We've seen the Bills ease guys like that in. They've never been in a situation where they've just thrown that dude to the Wolves. Rookie, whatever, congratulations, you're here. Throw you to the Wolves. The Bills never really do that. So while I want to see James Cook on the field on Thursday, it wouldn't surprise me if he's a healthy scratch. It wouldn't surprise me at all. In fact, it seems like something the Bills would do. And then obviously we have this revamped defensive line, which is going to be a problem. The Rams are 5-0. and 5-0. and This is an interesting stat that I learned today in a chat that I'm in. The Bill, or I'm sorry, the Rams are 5-0 and in season openers with McVay. That is an incredible stat. Do you know what that means? So, so the Rams have been preparing for the Buffalo Bills, and the Buffalo Bills have been preparing for the Rams for months. All of this preamble to the season literally leads up to game one because there's no film on either team. However, it's there's there's a lot to be said for, right, the months that you spend and the preparation that goes into that. The Rams are 5-0 and in season openers with McVay. And what can you deduce from that stat alone is you can you can submit, or I would submit rather, that McVay has an incredibly solid grip on making sure his team is ready for the first game of the season. That's impressive. Well, Joe, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. Oh, really? Well, you need to look no further back than last year when we dropped a week one home opener to a bad Steelers team. That football team, the Buffalo Bills last year, week one, not ready to play. The Rams are 5-0 and in season openers with McVay. I don't know off the top of my head what McDermott's ranking is since 2000 and what was it, 17. He's probably, what, 17 was probably a loss. 18 was a loss. 19 was a win, right? 20 was a win. 21 was a loss. He's probably even or three, two and three or three and two is would be my guess. Throwing it out there. Anyway, you look at it, though, this team is about matchups. I don't know why, but my comment section is not populating. I apologize. I see a whole bunch of comments over there, and I'm not getting them. Donut Bob says Super Bowl hangover. It's possible. We'll see. I doubt it. They've been in the Super Bowl before with Sean McVay, and they didn't have a Super Bowl hangover. 
Of course, they lost the Super Bowl the first time they went, right? I think they lost. Chris Jenke was in the room. He would correct me <laughs> if I was wrong right now. Any way you look at it, like I was saying a second ago, this game is going to be about matchups. This is the it, arguably the best young offensive-minded head coach versus the best young defensive-minded head coach. This is one of those matchups. If the if the NFL, if NFL Network, if ESPN, if Fox Sports, CBS, everybody, whoever's talking about this football game, what they should be talking about a big piece of this because it's sexy. I don't care how you look at it. I don't care how you shape it. It is sexy to think about Sean McVay versus Sean McDermott. That is a sexy matchup all day, every day. Best young offensive-minded head coach versus the best young defensive-minded head coach. It's th These two guys are the future of coaching, in my opinion, in the NFL. Yes, you've got a couple other young guys that are kind of out there that have done well. you got a couple young guys that there's expectations around, like the guy in Miami. We'll see. Right, Mike McDaniel, we'll see. <laughs> been a run coordinator. Never been an offensive coordinator, but I've been a run coordinator, and now I'm a head coach. We'll see, Mike McDaniel. We'll see. Anyway, I think to me that's a matchup that has has not been played out well well enough yet. Ramsey versus Diggs. You want to talk about going back to an exciting matchup. Jalen Ramsey versus Stephon Diggs. I remember going into that football game two years ago and being worried because Jalen Ramsey is hands down, far and away, probably the best corner, the lockdown corner in the NFL. And Diggs, while he didn't have his way with him, at least produced and scored a touchdown. It wasn't exactly a pretty touchdown. It wasn't one of the better touchdowns we've seen from Diggs where he was clean, did his little stutter step like he did against Lattimore and like found himself in the end zone wide open. And then like the dude was laying at his feet. He's like, what's up, bro? <laughs> Just scored a touchdown on you, dude. No, Ramsey had him clean. Like Ramsey was covered or I should say Ramsey had him covered. And Josh just threw a ball that only Diggs could catch. And I think Ramsey was surprised that the touchdown even happened. My guy, Jay Spencer King, is in the room. What's up, Jay Spencer King? Go Bills, he says. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Vaughn Miller against the Rams. It was funny in, in Vaughn's presser uh, on Sunday. Because... He talked about, and he, I don't want to say, he said it, so it wasn't inf an inference, but he talked about just, he doesn't know what to expect going into the game. Like, our guys, is he going to want to go up to some of his friends on the Rams team and want to talk to them? And are they going to be like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, we're not friends anymore. Like, we, I don't want to talk. Which is wild. I mean, if you think about what these guys think about, because... That whole situation of Von Miller leaving the Rams after being traded. So the Denver Broncos traded him to the Rams, right? Von Miller said in, in his presser this weekend, he needed that trade. It revived him. It refreshed him. It, it I'm gonna I'm gonna put words in his mouth. It made him fall in love with football again because he was probably feeling 
like he didn't want to play. So he makes the statement that 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 trade revived him. He's there for a couple of months. They go to the Super Bowl. They win. Peace, I'm out. Headed to Buffalo. And all the guys in the Rams are like, well, what? What do you <laughs> what do you mean you're headed to Buffalo? And while the narrative around this football team and around this city and around the Buffalo Bills has com- completely changed, this is not going to Siberia. This isn't going to that garbage team in the Northeast to collect your final paycheck as a veteran. As much as the narrative has changed, leaving the Rams, the Super Bowl champion Rams, who are returning almost everybody to come to Buffalo to to, to go anywhere, regardless of anywhere, Buffalo. So it's going to be interesting to see how Vaughn sets up and plays against that Rams offense. Now, Andrew Whitworth is gone. Some of the guys that he saw right last year in, in practice and played against and worked against a little bit, some of those, but he's going to have some familiarity. He's clearly going to have some familiarity with Matthew Stafford. It's it's going to be it's going to be he's going it's going to be an interesting the whole thing is going to be interesting. I'm sure there's going to be a, a great deal of emotion for him, right? Did I make the right choice? When you when you consider what his emotion is going to be coming off of that football game, so if the Bills win, for Vaughn, yes, I made the right decision. Immediate immediate gratification, immediate satisfaction, immediate like emotional tie back to I made the right decision. If the Buffalo Bills go out on Thursday and lay an egg, get totally blown out of the building, smoked, Vaughn Miller is going to say all the right things in his press conference. He's going to say all the right things to the media. But don't think for one second that he's not in his mind going, hmm, may have made a mistake he might be that 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 super super popular conversation that he had with his dad right the the van door opens he's on the phone with his dad and his dad's like you got to go to buffalo you got to go to buffalo and he's like they're having that conversation about buffalo needs you be be the first player to ever win three super bowls with three different teams be that guy be the final piece be the dude that gets them over the hump all the stuff we've been talking about If, if if the bills get housed on thursday Vaughn Miller's calling his dad and going, Dad, what'd you get me into? Even, even though the reality is that one game means nothing. The Buffalo Bills lost a horrible football game to the Jacksonville Jaguars last year and a horrible football game to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It means nothing if the Bills lose this football game. But it might mess with their psyche just a little bit. I loved that it for this football game and his presser, Josh talked about the fact that even what we were just talking about, the Bills have been preparing. They've been preparing for, for this game for months. And while they don't really have game film on the Rams from this season, there's very much similarities to who they were last year, right? The Rams aren't going to come out and be a completely different football team. But what's fun is even as I sit here, 
I have no idea what to expect from this offense, and neither do you, right? <laughs> we could be sitting at a bar, six of us, me and five of you from the chat, and we'd be sitting in a bar right now talking about what we think this Buffalo Bills offense is going to look like, and none of us could be right. I think they're going to look exactly the same. They're just going to run Dable's playbook. Dude number two. I think that they're going to be more pass heavy and they're going to ignore this and that and the other thing. Dude number three, I think they're going to run wide zone and they're going to try to run the ball and force the run. Dude number four, like and on and on and on, and all of us could be wrong. We literally have no clue right now what Ken Dorsey's offense is going to look like. So if there's a measure of advantage, Buffalo, that's a big one. Another measure of advantage Buffalo is the fact that Von Miller is on this football team and not on the Rams. Why would you say that, Joe? Because the Bills beat them two years ago, and they're very similar teams to who they were two years ago, except the Bills now have Von Miller, and the Rams don't. Not that he was on that team two years ago, but they don't have him. He was out there last year, and he's not there now. Matters. How about Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer is not getting talked about enough in Buffalo. And I think that by the by mid-season, Buff Bills Mafia, who I wildly love because you guys are so smart when it comes to football, you're going to be like, whoa, this run game is really good. Bobby Johnson actually was maybe kind of the problem. I The expectation and anticipation that I have for this offensive line with Aaron Cromer through the roof. Through the freaking roof. Through the roof. I love this quote from Von Miller today. We got Josh Allen, he said. So they were, they were asking him about Aaron Donald. So he was fielding all these questions about Aaron Donald in his presser. Von Miller was. And finally, he's just like, we got Josh Allen. It's, it's funny to watch Von Miller in his press conferences. If you get a chance, go back to, or go to YouTube, go to the Buffalo Bills channel on YouTube and, and go back and watch all of Von Miller's pressers from like the all of preseason. Jo Von Miller is a Josh Allen fan. And he probably came in as a guy that had watched Josh Allen from the couch, right? Last year. I guess we played him in 2020 in that Denver game. I don't know if Von Miller was on the field or not when, when Josh Allen beat him. That was the, the touchdown Jesus. That was the Kumaro ridiculous pass that Allen threw when we ran him out of the built. Well, it was their building. We didn't run him out of their own building. But Vic Fangio was the coach. Down the stretch, right? The Bills had like all those great defenses. Robert Sala's defense with the with the Niners, all those games that they had to play. They beat the they beat the Patriots that in in that in that in that stretch. Vaughn Miller came in came to this team knowing that Josh Allen was good. If you listen to Vaughn Miller's press conferences since he got to Buffalo, that dude is a Josh Allen fan, borderline fan boy. So he's so they're asking Von Miller all these questions about Aaron Donald, right? And Von Miller's like, "We got Josh Allen. Like, what are you guys talking about? We 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 have great players too. We got that dude. We got that dude over there. Seventeen. We got that dude. And he said, you know, Aaron Donald's going to make plays. He's going to do it. He's going to make plays. But we're going to make plays too. We just got to make one more than them." He went on to talk about just Josh and like you see it in his eyes. You see it in his eyes. You just you walk in the building and you you just know that he's 
He's not arrogant. He's not egotistical. He's just confident in who he is. And it's easy to follow a guy like that. The, the interesting thing, and I want, I want to talk about leadership in a second. Like we're literally, we're going to end the show talking about leadership from Von Miller's perspective. Cause he had some, he had a comment today that was beautiful. But he talked about Von Miller, two-time Super Bowl champion, 12-year veteran in the NFL, talked about seeing in Josh Allen's eyes, even at practice, even in the locker room, even in every day it's Tuesday, you're wearing flip-flops, I'm wearing slides with socks, it's not too big for him. Josh Allen is at peace. He's confident in who he is, what he can do, and how he can play in this league. And Vaughn Miller said the whole team is following him, including him. And that's the thing about great leaders. And Vaughn Miller is a great leader. Great leaders also know how to follow. Great, great leaders are great followers. And I know that sounds like, well, wait a second, Joe. How can you be a great leader and a great follower? Because unless you're the guy at the top, you're a follower. And even with Josh Allen being at the top of the pecking order, he still has to follow McDermott. He still has to follow Brandon Bean. He still has to follow Terry and Kim Pagula. Vaughn Miller is in that stack with Josh Allen somewhere. The difference is, is Vaughn Miller is below Josh Allen. And, and, and at this point, everything we're seeing is willing, wholeheartedly ready to follow Josh Allen onto the battlefield. At the end of the day, I think the big difference, if I had to pick a difference between the Rams and the Buffalo Bills right now for this football game, the Bills are going to be rolling guys at you on offense. And I wanted to break down and get into like depth charts, but I'm not going to have time. The Bills are going to roll guys at you on offense. The Rams have, right, Eckler, and they've got Cooper Cup, right, Tyler Higby, Matthew Stafford, and that's like it for the most part. Defense, they've got Bobby Wagner, they've got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and that's kind of it. They got some guys that are growing, I know. Probably some people out there, so there's some guys out there that some of you in the comment section like or listen to me in a podcast. Yeah, but this guy, I, I get it. They've got some young guys. They're talented. They won the freaking Super Bowl. But the Bills are going to roll guys that have been, guys that have on offense. Once you get past Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, you still got to deal with J Jamison Crowder. You still got to deal with James Cook. You still got to deal with Dawson Knox. Defense, they're going to roll guys at, at him on defense. Our line two defensive line, our second line defensive line is better than some teams' first defensive line. This is going to be a fun football game. This is going to be a fun, fun football game. I want to close this show out. By the way, if you keep it track, I'm drinking Bullet tonight. I'm a big fan of Bullet. I think Bullet, right now, and it ebbs and flows, right? It always goes in waves, if you would. Not waves, but it comes and goes. Right now, Bullet is probably my favorite bourbon. Big Bullet fan right now. Um, it's rare that I buy back-to-back -back bottles the same, because I like to try, right? And I've bought uh, three bottles of Bullet in a row. <laughs> So, yeah, leadership. I'm going to leave you guys with this note, leadership. 
leadership. I've talked a lot about leadership. If you've been watching this show since 2019 or listening to this show since 2019, which most of you have not. So if, if however long most of you have been listening, you've heard me talk about leadership, that I'm a student of leadership. I've read a ton of leadership books. I've been in executive leadership for a very long time. I just recently stepped away because I was burnt out, needed a break, needed to focus on me a little bit. Leadership. How to recognize it when you see it. How to understand what it means. I'm going to go I'm going to go this far for all of you. If this team wins a Super Bowl this year, I will no doubt largely place a big portion of this team getting over that proverbial hump that we've been talking about on Von Miller. Vaughn is a leader. Vaughn is a well-trained and it, and it goes be Vaughn is a well-trained leader and it goes beyond seeing him on the sideline at camp, seeing him on the sideline at the red versus blue game, coaching up AJ Epinesa and Greg Rousseau at the same time. So, so, the scrimmage is going on right out on the field and, and, and your eyes kind of kind of weighing down to the sideline and you see Vaughn standing there talking to Rousseau and like punching him in the shoulder and then like doing like a little spin thing with AJ Epinesa. Like even during the red versus blue scrimmage, Vaughn is coaching these guys up. His leadership goes way beyond that. He understands leadership. Vaughn is a leader, a well-trained leader. One of his biggest assets is he's a leader who can follow. So one of the biggest problems that leaders have, people that are just natural born leaders, people that, that just, I believe that anybody can be trained to be a leader. However, I believe also that some people are born with leadership ability. That doesn't mean they're good leaders. They just have an acumen to lead. A lot of the guys or girls with a natural acumen to lead are horrible leaders because they just think, well, I've got this natural acumen to lead, so I've arrived. I'm awesome. And that's not how this works. A big component of being a leader is knowing how to follow, and Vaughn has that. Talked about it a couple times in this show. But that's not what I want to talk about right now. Leadership matters. Leadership very much matters, and it's a big piece of the culture thing that a lot of personalities in Buffalo have talked about before doesn't exist and culture doesn't matter. Culture matters. We witnessed it in the last 10 days. Culture is one of those things that takes years to build and can be destroyed in a matter of moments. And here's the thing about culture. When it's destroyed in a matter of moments, it doesn't come back in a matter of moments. It takes years to rebuild it. Leadership matters in culture. And it's more than just holding a title of captain or being told you're in charge. Hey, Vaughn, you're in charge. It's not about position. Great leaders are relational. I want to play you a clip from his presser today. I want you to listen to him. And then I'm going to follow it up real quick, and then I'm going to let you guys go. What's been your Last one for Vaughn. to get that next step over the hump here to get those guys the same thing? You know, every team is different. Um... You know, every quarterback is different. Every defense is different. Um, but there are, are a lot of similarities in great teams. You got to have a great locker room. You you got to have a player-led uh, group. Um, the priority has to be winning. 
and um, whenever you come out, whenever you come out here, you have to have a purpose. You can never be an autopilot, and the great teams that I've been on, that's 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 what it's been. And I, I, I don't know what the message. If I had a secret thing to tell the teams, and you go out there and like win, that's I would say that every single day. But I think uh, part of being a great leader is you got to really figure out, you got to really figure out your teammates. You got to. You got to earn their respect and earn their trust, and likewise, and vice versa. You know, you got to love on your guys. You got to know their kids. You got to know they went, where they went to high school. You got you got to know their. Do they like video games? What foods are they allergic to? You got to really do a deep dive into your teammates. And once you get to that point, you know exactly what to say to these guys. You know exactly what's going to bring the most out of the guys that you're going out there to play with. And um, so right now, I I really don't know. But as the season goes on, as we play, you know, I'm sure we have the words. Uh, I have the words to say to these guys to, to get these guys going. Appreciate you guys. He said so much right there. There's an old adage that a lot of you have heard that they'll never care what you know until they know how much you care. And the reason it sounds hokey and strange is because at some level, we don't want people to know about us. We don't want people to know our kids. We don't want people to know what our allergies are. We don't want our boss to know these things. But relationally speaking, from a trust standpoint, from a respect standpoint, from a modeling of leadership and a modeling of culture, when your leader, when your boss, when your manager, when your supervisor, when the person above you knows you so well, that he or she remembers little things. Oh, you went on vacation last week. Did you guys eat at XYZ in place that you talked about? And did, did McKenna get her favorite meal? Did you do this? And did you come into a situation with a food allergy? As he just to use his word. Leadership is so much about doing life with people and doing life with the people that you're leading, understanding who they are on a human level. And what is amazing to me is that wasn't really the point of the question that was being asked. He was just offering up to everybody nuggets of leadership that legitimately make culture better, stronger, and puts the dude behind Von Miller that's wide-eyed and scared in a position to trust him because Vaughn is trustable and trustworthy, which is the exact same thing that Vaughn said about Josh. We got great guys too. We've got Josh Allen. When I look in Josh Allen's eyes, he's not scared. He knows who he is. He knows he belongs here. So just as that carries down to another $166 million, two-time Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, Josh, 25 years old, 26 years old, leading and relating to Vaughn, just as it's, it's connecting to Vaughn, that same connection, personality, relationalism connects to the guys that are behind Vaughn and the guys that are looking to Vaughn for leadership. 
So I'm going to let you go with what I said a second ago. If this team wins a Super Bowl, I'm going to place a huge portion of this team getting over the hump on Vaughn Miller. Because in my opinion, this team has had Josh Allen for what? This is his fifth year. Josh Allen is the undisputable leader of this football team. This team has not had a Josh Allen on defense. And they do now. And that should make the hair in your arms stand up. Because when you talk about anticipation and expectation, that's what we're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the overreaction Buffalo sports show, soon to be podcast. Just so you know, point of uh, note, I will be going live after the Thursday football game against the Rams at some point in time. Uh, also tomorrow, Monday, John Fina and I will be doing a, uh, schedule breakdown as far as record prediction show that, uh, how we see it Tuesday code of conduct Wednesday, Sterling furrow will be joining me for the, uh, Humpty hotline and, uh, Jay Spencer King will be coming in from LA. He's going to the football game in LA. So that's kind of what's going on. And I believe there will be a pregame show of some sort between Sterling furrow is going to do one, uh, and then I think uh, the Buffalo Nerd show is going to go on Thursday as well. Sorry, had to get that in there. But you have been tuned in to the Overreaction Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. My name is Joe Miller. You're watching this show. If you're not following me, in Twitter, following me on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing. You should be. So jump over to Twitter as soon as this is over. Type in at Joe Miller Wired. Follow me. I'll follow you. Well, Maybe I'll follow you back. I haven't followed. I haven't. I have not been following a lot of people back lately. <laughs> My timeline is just a. It's just too hard to follow. But anyways, anyways, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. The next time we talk, an actual NFL game will have been played. The next time we talk. So for me, for Buffalo Rumblings, for everybody else, love you guys. Talk to you soon. Go Bills. This is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
Questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 